this week, Tuesday, uh, I woke up and the very first thing, so um, it, um, I've said this before, but the first thing I do when I wake up is I literally just like roll out of the bed and immediately pray, depending upon if I need to use the facilities, it'll be a quick prayer or a long one. <laughs> um, but as soon as I woke up, as soon as I woke up, the first thing um, the Lord said to me uh, was, um, Jesus isn't like Jenga. <laughs> Which feels very silly. And I was like, okay. I mean, is that a sermon or like, because that feels very strange, Lord. That's literally it. I have a whole nother sermon that is, I, but I did actually need, like Jesus is more steady than Jenga. I did feel the need to say that today. Um, and I asked a couple of people to help me actually bring a Jenga board up, or not board, collection, game, whatever. And the image that kept replaying in my mind is of someone approaching faith in Christ like Jenga. Like, and if you've ever played Jenga, you kind of have to find the one that's right. <laughs> and you're kind of like touching things. Okay, that one will work. <laughs> okay, good, good. And you're hesitant because you don't know exactly where and oh here we go that one will work and you're not trying to move too quickly you're not trying to disturb Jesus because you don't want him to fall down what Listen, I, listen, somebody going to get their blessing today because the Lord set this whole thing up for you because this is the only thing. <laughs> I'm serious. That you have been approaching Jesus as though he will fall if you say the wrong thing. He will fall if you do the wrong thing. That he is as temperamental and as unsteady as the other relationships in your life. So you are not asking or praying or seeking with any real sense of dedication or fervence. You just kind of want to make sure that you get by on faith without ruffling any feathers because someone has told you that you are offensive. So on Tuesday morning, God woke me up. The first thing that he said is Jesus isn't like Jenga. And I need you to know that regardless of how offensive you are, regardless of how your words have cut others, regardless of how your actions have been perceived, 
regardless of how you see yourself, regardless of how others see you, regardless of what you heard about yourself, regardless of what they spoke about you when you were three years old, regardless of how your grades were growing up, regardless of everything else that you have allowed to crumble around you, Jesus isn't like Jenga. Jesus isn't like Jenga. He's way more steady than that. And you actually can rest on him. I'm not going to rest on this because this is actually Jenga. Jesus is not like Jenga. Jesus is not even the table that the Jenga thing is on because that can even fall. Jesus is not even the floor that the table is on because earthquakes happen. Jesus is as steady as steady can be. Breath. enveloping all of it and in all of it holding all of it when it falls jesus is in it <laughs> when you build it back up jesus is in it and i know that we some of us have been taught to have a faith that is rocky because we have been taught to look at what's going on around you to determine whether or not God's in it. Let me tell you right now, God is not as unsteady as what's going on around us. You can feel all of what you feel and also know. Jesus isn't like this. So, last night and this morning, I woke up feeling like we might not actually preach the sermon. There's notes. We'll probably talk about it when I preach next time. But it's a little different. Even if you're online, I really, really felt like the Lord had a specific thing Some of us are waiting to put our faith in Jesus fully until we have evidence that he is not going to fall. Jesus is not like Jenga. Our lives are filled with turmoil. One of my favorite things I've been going through the Psalms. And the Psalms are filled with this up and down. And, and actually, let me read one. Got to read this one a couple of times this week. <laughs> Psalm 143. 
hear my prayer, O Lord. Listen to my plea, exclamation point. Answer me because you are faithful and righteous. Don't put your servant on trial, for no one is innocent before you. My enemy has chased me. He has knocked me to the ground and forces me to live in darkness like those in the grave. I am losing all hope, and I am paralyzed with fear. I remember the days of old. I ponder all your great works and think about what you've done. I lift my hands to you in prayer. I thirst for you as parched land thirsts for rain. Come quickly, Lord, and answer me, for my depression deepens. Don't turn away from me or I will die. Let me hear of your unfailing love each morning, for I am trusting you. Show me where to walk, for I give myself to you. Rescue me from my enemies, Lord. I run to you to hide me. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me forward on firm footing. For the glory of your name, O Lord, preserve my life. Because your faithfulness brings me out of this distress. In your unfailing love, silence all my enemies and destroy all my foes, for I am your servant. The thing that strikes me in this is how, this is David writing. The thing that strikes me is how incredibly wishy-washy David's words are. I trust you, Lord. Come quickly, Jesus. My depression deepens. I will trust in your unfailing love. I lift my hands in praise. Lord, will you come and rescue me right now? I can't wait any longer. That's cool. <laughs> I feel like... We look at that and we look at that as something that is unsteady. Our emotions get to be unsteady. Your life circumstances get to be unsteady. Your relationships get to be unsteady because they're all rooted in something that's not steady, us. <laughs> but there's something else that I need us to catch. Even in all the unsteadiness, David comes back to what is steady. I'm going to keep coming back to you. Come quickly. Ah, but I'll trust you. My enemies are going to get the better hand, but I'll trust you. This depression is deepening, but I'll trust you. I lift my hands in praise because I trust you. Because David knows something that we need to make sure we do not leave this room without. Jesus isn't like Jenga. <laughs> He's not. The steadiness of Jesus isn't found in the steadiness of your finances. The steadiness of Jesus isn't found in the steadiness of your relationship with your significant other, your co-parent, your children, your co-workers, your mom, your dad, your siblings, your boss. It's not found in the steadiness thereof. Trust me, if you are looking to that fruit to determine whether or not Jesus is dependable, you're looking at the wrong thing because it's standing underneath, behind, and all around it. The steadiness that's in Jesus is 
when my co-workers and my boss and my wife and my children and my finances and this world is going crazy when i seek him i have peace not when i look for that to be resolved when i seek him i come back with peace i go in with anxiety and i come out with peace I go in with depression and I come out with joy. Even if you have to go in every 15 minutes. Because some of y'all are like, oh, I had joy and it only lasted. Well, guess what? Go back in. <laughs> Jesus isn't like Jenga. There's a steadiness that exists even when my world and actually the steadiness of Jesus is more keenly felt when my life is in disarray some of us our whole lives have been in disarray and you can testify to that yep I feel it some of you like I'm so used to it being steady around me when it goes crazy I don't know where Jesus is listen so those of us who our lives have always been a tornado <laughs> Jesus has always been the one battening down the hatches. <laughs> Jesus has always been the one settling storms. Always being the one saying, peace, be still. Way more steady than Jenga. David's psalms are not advice for how we should put our faith in our emotional state. Yes. David's psalm is that I can take my emotional state to God, period. Yes. Because I know there's a steadiness there that I do not have on my own. Some of you are hoping that the Holy Spirit will mature you out of emotional roller coaster. That will not happen. You will stay a human being. <laughs> You're going to be this, and that's okay. If you're looking for your emotions to be steady, you're looking at the wrong thing. Go to Jesus in the high and the low. Don't wait till it slows down, and don't wait till it gets crazy and chaotic. Go all the time. sincerely need us as a people to not look to this world around us to dictate to us how our trust in God should be there have been more mass shootings in this country in the first two months, then collectively the last two years. Google it. If you're looking to this world for any sense of steady, we will come up short. In full transparency, we started the beginning of this year low financially. Not the church, my family. 
low, low, low. My steadiness was found in Lake Michigan Credit Union. Trust me, I tell you, we would have been crazy by now. God is faithful and we're good. None of us are hungry, trust me. I want the rest of the day to be an invitation to steadiness. And I want to make sure that we define that clearly because I think sometimes the church promises things that it cannot deliver. I'm not promising you that all of your situations will be resolved when you leave this building or when you log off. That's not a promise that I would give. That's not even a promise in scripture. So anyone who tells you that is lying to you, Christine would say selling wolf tickets. Like you ain't got nothing to back it up. <laughs> You got nothing to back that up. Scripture actually teaches the opposite. In this life, there will be many troubles. But fear not, I have overcome the world. <laughs> that's the steadiness that I'm talking about. I'm inviting you to a steadiness that's overcome every single one of these challenges. So not if, but when the challenge comes, you have a place to go, a refuge. Oh, Chase, you don't know how hard it's been. I've experienced this loss and I've experienced that one. Trust me, there isn't anything too hard. There really isn't. I'm sorry. That's not diminishing how hard it is. We didn't all live through some really hard stuff, very hard things, some of us harder than others. And trust me, those of us who have had it the hardest, when we've leaned on Jesus, we found out that he's not like Jenga. You may be in your hardest thing. Let me tell you, Jesus isn't like Jenga. And I want to invite you to a steadiness that when you experience the wave, I can for a second not leave my body, not escape mentally to some place where I just shut it all out. No, actually, we're going to ride this wave together, Jesus, because I know you're here with me. Amen. And you'll see me through it. As a brother, I know you want it done. I can say that out loud. I know you want it done. I know you want it resolved. I know that you want the problem solved. Do a David. We can ask God for anything. We can cry to God for anything and also get up with confidence that even if it's not resolved in this five minutes, I am not alone through it and it will be resolved and bring glory to God in the process. Here's a little Christian hint. 
it's probably going to take the same amount of time for it to get resolved, whether you pray and seek God or not. The only difference is you'll have peace in the process. Listen, if you've been going down the wrong road for two months, don't expect to get back in the right direction in two hours. It might take two months, but trust me, the difference is the peace in the process. Yeah, God can work miracles. But he's more interested in working out our character in such a way that resembles him to the earth. That's just more true than not. Another little Christian secret. Somebody might not have told you. Yes, ask him for a miracle. But more often than not, God is more interested in making me holy through the process. So, the invitation is to a steadiness. And I have you actually kick this music up a little bit because I feel like some of us need to actually do some steadiness work here. First, first, I just want to invite you right where you are. Right where you are. If you have been riding the wave, the roller coaster, And you know you need a steadiness that will give you peace throughout the next high and the low. I want to invite you actually up here with me. Because that's honestly where I am. Been riding a wave. The first day of Jesus isn't like Jenga. I thought it was just for me. But apparently it's not. So if you have been approaching Jesus like Jenga, I want you to, I want to invite you to come stand with me as we seek steadiness together. There'll be other invitations here in a moment. Trust me. I want you to not have shame. Feel no shame and acknowledging that you've been in this. This is actually how we get peace, family. It really is how we get peace. This is how we do this. In the, in the body of Christ, we stare at our unsteadiness. And we say, 
yeah, I see you're all over the place. I'm all over the place. But there is a steadiness in my God that I am also privy to. I have access to that steadiness. And if literally all I can say in the middle of my crazy tornado is Jesus help me, that is the most articulate prayer that's needed. So I'm not going to even tell you to repeat after me. Just whenever you feel like you're in that space where you need it, just say, Jesus, help me. Jesus, help me. The first time I say that, I'm approaching him like Jenga. Because I don't think anything's going to happen. Or if I think that if I beg, he might fall. It's okay to get intense with it. Jesus isn't like Jenga. It's okay. Trust me, Jesus isn't offended if I have to say it a hundred times until I feel the peace. Jesus, help me. It's crazy out here. Jesus, help me. 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 I'm trying, but it isn't working. Jesus, help me. I'm pushing as hard as I can, but it is not working. Jesus, help me. I keep trying to figure out the right thing to pray, but nothing seems to make it change. Jesus, help me. I'm waking up every morning and I'm reading the Bible, but it doesn't seem to be changing anything. Jesus, help me. I'm seeing a counselor. I'm taking my meds, but it's not doing anything. Jesus, help me. I need you. It is not the desire or heart of our Father to break us into a space of trust. Life does that by itself. It is like our Father, though, to receive us while we're broken and not wait for us to put ourselves together. So, there is at least one or two people here who you have not even fully 
put your trust in Christ. What I mean by that is you got the story. You know the words. You've done enough Easter's and Christmas Eve's. But you've not said, I want to make you my Lord. I want to live in a life that is for you. I actually need that steadiness. And I'm inviting you to. I want to invite you up here with us. Everybody up here, we put our faith in Jesus but still working through the roller coaster of life. And I want to invite you to actually begin a life of steadiness. It's this right here. You know that Jesus loves you. You know that. You know that God has sacrificed so that you can live. You know that. You like the story and now you actually want to actually have it be powerful in your life. So, I'm inviting you This walk looks a lot less like perfection and a more, more like daily surrender. I want to pray for us. So, Holy Spirit, we're not shutting anything down. You keep moving, God. You do what you do. You do what you do. Do what only you can do, Holy Spirit. Do what only you can do, Holy Spirit. Heal God. Restore God. Bring peace, Holy Spirit. Do what only you can do, God. We move out of your way, Holy Spirit, so that you can be made manifest here. Make your power known here. You are our comforter. You are our God. Everything in my life that I have placed in your spot, God, now I'll move it to the side. Be honest and say that I'm not all the way ready to let you just take it from me, but I'll move it to the side. Holy Spirit, will you take it when it's time? Will you take it when it's time, Holy Spirit? Will you take it when it's time, Holy Spirit? 
But I want you to be at the top. I want you to be at the top, God. I want my life to look like you're the very top priority. I want my relationships to look like you're the top priority. I want my job performance to look like you're the top priority. I want my school and my grades to look like you're the top priority. I want everything in my life to look like you are number one, Jesus. Because when you are number one, Jesus, there's a steadiness. And it's a steadiness that I know that I need. It's a steadiness that I've been trying to live without. And it's a steadiness that I've been trying to find in other places. But Jesus, I actually know that it's you. So Lord, I place everything else to the side and beneath you. Will you be top priority in my life? Will you be top priority in my life? That is what it is for you to be the king of kings. Will you be the king of all of my other kings? Will you direct every other thing directing my life? Will you be the Lord of every other Lord in my life? Because there's a steadiness that I know that I need that only comes with you. There's a steadiness that I know only comes from you. You might not be ready yet to say that that's where you are. That's okay. You might not be there yet. That's all right. Here's what I want to invite you to. If you are not there today, but you want to give it a try, Jesus isn't offended by us testing our faith. He's not. I know you might have thought I have to jump off and I have to be all I have to be full in. Nope, that's not how this works. Jesus is not offended by you testing the waters. Put your toe in, fam. Tomorrow morning, wake up. God, I'm not fully ready to give you everything, but I want to give you this day. It's not, I'm not steady, but you are. I want to give you this day. And then when crazy starts happening in the afternoon, Jesus, help me. When you get that text that triggers you, Jesus, help me. Take inventory of the week. Was it more peaceful than last week? Did you have more joy than the week before? Did you have more peace than the week before? I'm telling you, this is how that works, family. 
When I trust Jesus, I have more life, more joy, more love, more peace, more patience, more kindness. I don't cuss people out as much when I trust Jesus. It's just kind of the thing. That's what happens. Some of us need that kind of glory in our life. Listen. Okay. Now, listen, I ain't promising you won't cuss. I'm just promising you won't cuss the people out as much. <laughs> I'm going to let Jesus worry about the rest. My depression doesn't get as deep when I trust Jesus. I'm not promising you won't ever have a low moment this week. That's not something I can promise you. And I think that it would actually be against God's will and against scripture for me to lie to you and tell you that that will happen. But let me tell you, it isn't as deep. Your patience is a little longer. And that little bit longer can save that relationship that's already frayed. Just a little more patience. Jesus, help me. It's okay. If you're up here, you need to stay up here, stay up here. If you need to go back and sit, that's okay too. Here's what I'd love to do. I'd love to actually keep this going in the back on, in the tech booth. If you're online, hopefully you have been able to surrender some things to Jesus. If we're here, I actually kind of want us to stay in this place. I don't want to just end it just because Sometimes we end things too abruptly. And if we waited just 30 more seconds, we just stayed there 30 more seconds, we would have experienced some breakthrough that we needed. Some of you are afraid to let that happen because what will they say? What will they think? What will they do? I'm about to tell anybody who doesn't need to stay here, they can go. If you know something's happening in you that you need a little bit more time and a little less crowd, stick around. But I promise you, I promise you, if you stay to get the steadiness you leave, stay to get the steadiness you need, you will leave better than you came. That's how this works. So, Father, you get to do what you want to do. We thank you that you have been with us and that you are always with us. You do not leave us. You do not see us in the unsteady and say that it's too crazy for you, so you just wait until it's settled. You jump in it with us. You get in the boat with us, and from the boat you say, peace, be still. You don't say it off on the shore where it's steady. You come in the crazy with us, and then you speak peace. That's what we need. Thank you.
that you reveal yourself in a myriad of miraculous ways. Holy Spirit, for those of us who need to stay, will you meet with us in a unique way that is just for us? For those of us who need to go, will you grant us your peace? For those of us who feel the urge to stay to pray for those doing work, Lord, will you give us power and discernment to support well Thank you for what you have done in our teenagers as they're coming home. Lord, will you seal that work that you've done in them? God, will you seal that work that you've done in them? Because when they get back to school, Lord, something will try it, will test it. Will you seal it? Will you bury those seeds deep and allow them to begin to develop roots now? Will you seal this work you're doing in us? In Jesus' name. I'm not going to even say man. I'm going to just let it be.